to check the tape. Today's February 24th, 2019, mid-afternoon we're doing this. I'm your host, Ari Atari, and I'm joined on the line by Justin Moskal on Oscar Sunday. Are you going to watch it? Um, no chance. No chance. Have you seen any of the movies? Yeah, I've seen, um, what's the, what's the big one that, um, why am I blanking on the, on the best picture movie? Black Panther? Yeah. Uh, obviously I've seen Black Panther and, um, I think that's it. Honestly. You didn't see a star is born or Bohemian Rhapsody. No, I didn't see a star is born. Everybody said that was awesome. I heard mixed reviews on Bohemian. I heard it's very overrated. It's just not accurate. Like it's not an accurate representation of the band queen or Freddie Mercury. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They kind of exaggerated everything or just made stuff up. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, but no, uh, I looked at all the odds and stuff. I it, half the people are like minus a thousand. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of big favorites on it. The way the Oscars generally works is there's a bunch of big favorites and most of them win, and then there's always like one or two categories which get a little screwy. So, gotcha. So, so yeah, I will not be tuning in. We are not a movie podcast. We're not going to talk about the Oscars. We're going to talk about basketball. Like we, what is this? The third Monday in a row we've done this or you know what i mean Beginning sunday of the week. yeah we're yeah 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 we're, we're doing good we're on a we're on a good track here yeah um so last week we did a bunch of all-star stuff this week we're gonna actually talk about more like real stuff that's going on yeah like the so, actual nba yeah so last night we had the warriors rockets game how much of that did you catch uh i catch the second half i watched um you're busy watching, watching college, college basketball. basketball. Yes, I'm sorry. You didn't respond to my tweet. It, but... Yeah, because it's not just Zion. You know, you gotta you gotta catch all the other guys. There's, college you basketball know, more than one draft sucks. Pick. Not watching a shitty college game where they just jack up threes and have no idea how to run an offense. But anyways, I can't I can't argue with you here because I was watching like Sienna play somebody last night. So let's just move on from that. College basketball sucks. Okay, so last night the Warriors Rockets Harden didn't play. The ABC Saturday night game. ABC is just getting screwed with these games. They had it's Warriors, pretty funny, actually. Yeah, they had Warriors Lakers, or I guess it's ESPN too, because you know Disney, yeah. whatever. Same thing. Yeah. Um, they had Warriors Lakers a couple weeks ago. It was the Saturday before the Super Bowl, and LeBron didn't play because of load management, and now Harden doesn't play like two hours before this game. They're really getting screwed. These are supposed to be their best games. And, I mean, it did turn out to be a pretty good game, but yeah, it was good, still, but... you obviously want, you know, Harden in there to, to I mean, get both sides, to get the full strength, so... Yeah, you definitely lost viewers without Harden, but... Absolutely. So, the Rockets won, Chris Paul was great, Kenneth Fareed had a pretty good game. That, I always liked Which, Fareed, I... He just, he, I was about to say the same exact thing, he always seems to just, he plays hard, you know? He had yeah, a motor, is... and then when Denver started to suck, like I guess he just stopped hearing about him. And I was like, oh, what happened to him? Maybe if he just got to the right place, and then good for him. Maybe he's at the right place. For him. So this, the way we're going to do this episode of the podcast today, and I don't know if we're going to do this every week, but this is something we're trying out this week, see how it goes. We're going to just like ask questions, or I'll ask questions, and more big picture stuff and not so much. Do you think this team can beat that team? Even though this is how this one's kind of going to go um, mm-hmm. for this first question. 
But yes, we're just going to do the questions. And the first one is related to this Warriors team, the odds on favorite to win the title. Who in the West gives them the best chance? Is it the Rockets who just beat them last night and took them to seven last year without Chris Paul in game six and seven when they had the home court and maybe would have won if they had Chris Paul during game six and seven? Are the the Rockets the biggest threat to the Warriors out West? Uh, In my opinion, it has to be them. Just because of what you said, and I think we touched on this last week, but they did all this last year. They they got the first seed, which helped them, obviously, and it's not looking like they would get it this year, which would hurt their chances, but they did it last year until CP3 got hurt, and then this year they've proved they can compete with them. They've beat them, to, what, twice now? And yeah, in the West, they seem to be the only real team with a chance other than the Thunder, because they have Paul George and Russell Westbrook. So that that's was the my only, team. And that's the only reason. So that was you my team, the Thunder, because, first off, Robertson, I don't know if he's coming back or not, but if he does, it helps you out defensively if you're the Thunder. You can have a guy who can mm-hmm. chase Clay Thompson around on the court, and then you have Westbrook and Paul George as your top two, and they have Durant and Curry as their top two. And then there's the whole emotional aspect of it. You know, obviously Durant was in Oklahoma City forever. Oklahoma City was down, was up 3-1 against the Warriors in 2016. And the Warriors came back. Durant leaves. The Warriors lose to the Cavs that year. Um, so there's all that kind of history going. And I, and I think it's a real, it'll be really emotional for Durant from that perspective going up against his old team. Not to mention the Thunder this year, just on a strictly team wise paul george is on a mission this year like he is third he's third in mvp voting right now exactly and that's helping just take the load that's been there for four years now off of russ and he just seems like he's waiting around till the playoff time for where he can start stepping in and where they can actually you know yeah over and that westbrook and that's why i see westbrook's dangerous because you don't, uh, you you know, you want him to be able to do all the things he does, but at the same time, when he does too much of it, that comes back to bite you in the ass. Yeah, that's true. But the thing with with him and Paul George is, I think they figured something out to where yeah. Paul George knows, okay, Russ has to have the ball for me, for everyone, for to keep him happy. But if I can sit here and create and do all my other shit by myself, then I'll still score. You know, he's showing it now. He's scoring twenty. Plus, what is it, 28 a game? Is it Something crazy like yeah. that? Yeah. So, I mean, they're they're the other threat, in my opinion. And they're, they're a decent threat, but it's still the Rockets. So, he's not as ball dominant this year, Westbrook. You've seen the ball yeah. go to Paul George. Schroeder does a lot of the playmaking and ball handling as well when he comes in off the bench. And then... That helps. Schroeder helps because they have a real option to back him up. You don't want there. Westbrook doing all of this stuff. And the... Thing for what with Westbrook that's worrisome is his shots just broken. Like yeah, we talked about this. Sense. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. I think how his three point shot is just flat out broken. But I watched the them play against the Jazz uh, two nights ago, the double overtime game, mm-hmm. and Westbrook fouls out in I think the first overtime. I don't remember which one it was when he fouled out, but he fouls out, and then you would think, oh, they lost Westbrook. Oh, they're it's done. And then George just comes in and. It's fine. He's their best player this season. He's third in MVP. He's basically... The, I saw some stat. I think uh, Zach Lowe had this in an article. 
Um, Paul George's numbers are pretty much equivalent to what Durant's numbers were when he was in OKC. Yeah. For, at least Which for is... this season. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. Yeah, I mean, this is the best year of Paul George's career. He'd be first-team All-NBA right now if the season ended at the forward spot. It'd be him and Giannis. Absolutely. So and back to your statement about Westbrook's broken shot. 26% from three this year. Yeah, that's horrible. <laughs> it's not good. Yeah. So that's my pick, just because of the history and all of that stuff. I think the Rockets... Uh, I don't know. I th- I kind of felt like last year was their moment, and that was yeah. their opportunity, and the fact that they weren't able to cash in, and now they've lost Ariza. They're clearly not the same team. We don't know if Chris Paul's going to be healthy again. We Like, everyone's saying, oh, well, this year they'll have, they'll have Chris Paul. We don't know that. And then um, the Warriors have Boogie, who just has given them such another dimension. I know they won last night, the Rockets, but I'm not judging the Warriors by anything that happens in the regular season at all. Yeah, you can't because, you know, you never know when they're, you know, actually playing or just messing around because they really do do that stuff. They really do just let teams hang around and then beat them by two. There's no motivation for them to, like, actually care about the regular season. It's it's like a chore for them. They have to get through to get to where they want. So you're going to say the Rockets. Yeah, it doesn't feel right to not mention Denver, by the way, since they are two. No, it does. But they're, this, give, they're cute. They're just—it's—it's it's cute and all, but let's be no. That's what I was gonna say. Is that it feels Hawks esque back in whatever oh, year that was, twenty fifteen. Where they have, yeah, where they have a very good regular season, but when the real teams start to play, water kind of finds its level, and yeah. you know the the actual superstars take over. So I just wanted well, to mention Denver. the difference is, you know. Jokic is a superstar, but he's got no playoff experience. None of these guys have actual playoff experience outside of Isaiah Thomas, who just came back that I can think of off the top of my head. I guess Millsap does too, but we don't know when he's coming back. Millsap, right on cue with my Hawks reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, it's a good regular season they've had. Jamal Murray, I think he needs to get better for this team to be like a real threat going forward and like actually compete for titles. But if he becomes like an all-star player you know, continues the great three-point shooting. Maybe he becomes like a Bradley Beal type. Um, Denver down the road is is set up pretty nicely here. Yeah, but like, I think you know, for them to get is... to that next level, Murray has to become an all-star caliber. Correct. Guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so you say Houston, I say OKC, but we both like We both those. have each other's teams, but it's, it's them too. Yeah, and, and that's who has the best chance. I'd say OKC at best could take them to like six. Yeah, six or seven. I say the Rockets, the Rockets are just, you don't do this without home court, you know? Yeah, that makes it tough. I think the one thing I like about the Rockets is, you know, just the sheer volume of threes. They toss up and, like, they can just get hot one game and boom, Mm -hmm. that's one game we just stole from the Warriors. Let's, uh, well, this is a good segue. Another West team, LeBron James. Ever heard of him? Uh, no, we do we ever talked about him yet? No, I don't think we've ever talked about him. He plays basketball, or does he act? He does. I don't really know. Is he an actor? Uh, not sure. Unclear whether or not he uh, was a <laughs> basketball <laughs> player actor. Undecided. Undecided. Yeah. So I want to read you the quote that he had after last night's loss to the Pelicans when Anthony Davis didn't play. Are you are you ready for this? Oh, yeah. So, they, yeah, they lost to the Pelicans. Davis didn't play. Horrible loss, especially when you're trying to make the playoff push. 
right, here's the quote. Um, so you got to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. So I'm not saying that's what we are as a whole. It kind of looks that way at times that sometimes we're afraid to be uncomfortable and kind of get out of our comfort zone and kind of, you know, have that sense of urgency from the jump and not be afraid to actually go out and fail to succeed. So, I mean, we have, what, 23 games left? We'll see what happens. That's on ESPN.com. That's the quote. Do you have any idea what that means? He (laughs) defined the word uncomfortable for me pretty well. The other one. The last few years, everyone's so accustomed to the losses that I'm just not accustomed to. And then James said, next quote, I'm not accustomed to it. I will never get comfortable with losing. So losing game one to Houston, it feels the same way as losing game 59 in New Orleans to me. It's just how I'm built. That's who I am. So he taught us what the word comfortable means and what accustomed means. Yeah, he he said people don't like to be uh, comfortable, which means they're uncomfortable. So thank you for that, LeBron. (laughs) Uh, no, I get what he's trying to say. He's yeah, basically, you, you, when things go wrong, you gotta, you know, persevere through it or whatever. He's but, basically saying, come out and assume things are going wrong and just yeah. Forget. I get what he's saying, but it's the it's, way he says it. It's yeah, like, it's the way he says it. Like, dude, come on, just be a little bit more clear. Stop. It's the same stuff that Kyrie says that pisses me off. And we'll talk about the Celtics later on in this. You know. Kyrie's learned about leadership from the master, right? Yeah, yeah. he called LeBron. I mean, come yeah, on. because LeBron's such a great leader. But yeah, dude, he tried to, like, trade all these guys. He wanted Anthony Davis, who was, is on the Pelicans team they lost to. And he expects all these guys to, like, play hard and stuff. None of those guys, I even feel like, are any are all that special. Like, I don't even think Kuzma, Ingram, or Lonzo, any of them will be all-stars. Kuzma is just as good or just as bad defensively as he's is good offensively. He's also like not young. Like a lot of the times when we talk about guys during their first couple of years in the league, you're just like, oh, well, he's only like 21. You know, he's going to figure stuff out. Kuzma, I think, is like 24, 25. Kyle Kuzma. Years of college. Yeah. And people just don't realize that if Kyle Kuzma is 24, 25, Anthony Davis is 25 years old. Yeah. Like, that's, he's not young. Like, Kyle Kuzma should be oh, better. Oh, Kuzma's 23. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. So, it's a little bit different. But still, like you said, he's he's still older. Like, these guys should be just better than they are. Or making steps to be league. better than they are. And they're so, just not. With Ingram, you know, he's in his third year in the league. Comparison, who is the guy who was drafted ahead of him, who's also in his third year in the league? Ben Simmons. Pretty, uh, pretty... Pretty big difference there in terms of the caliber yeah. of play. So these guys, like the excuse for, oh, these guys are young. It's not a, that's not a valid excuse. No. And they're just not good enough. Like, yeah, that's why he wanted Davis. So this um, comes to the question and we talked about this a little last week and you said, oh, I think it, it'll still happen. But I, I, I don't see the scenario where it happens. Will LeBron James get another star to join him this off season? I say no way. Okay, here's my thing with that. They still have the ability to do it, and they can figure something out to where, and like we said over and over, so, they can they can do it. But here's the thing. Here's yeah. my main point. Yeah. Who are they going to get? 
I'm going to read off to you a couple names I went through. Free agents. Well, before you do that, when I was saying, when I say there's no way they get these guys, I'm talking in terms of the big four guys who everyone thinks can switch teams this offseason. Not counting Clay, because everyone's assuming Clay's staying in Golden State. The Warriors, I mean, the Lakers aren't getting any so of the, those four guys. The big four, Kyrie, Durant, Kawhi, and Davis, who you would have to get through a trade. So, okay, go ahead. They're, point. they're not getting any of those guys. So when you look at this list, there's guys like Al Horford, um, D'Angelo Russell, Kemba. Horford's going to opt in. They had D'Angelo Russell, by the way, who they got rid of, and he seems like he would have been better than any of the guys they have now. And, but exactly. the Nets could match anything for Russell, so forget that. You name them, exactly. and I'll tell you why it won't happen. Uh, Paul Millsap. Oh. Isaiah Thomas. They had him. Exactly. Uh, Wayne Ellington. Boogie. <laughs> Boogie could happen. Boogie could happen. Uh, Drogic, uh, Whiteside, Bledsoe, no. Teague, Vucevic, Butler, no. and that's about it. So you could either overpay for Jimmy Butler, who's or Kemba Walker. Yeah, you could overpay for you Butler. overpay for those two guys. Overpay for Butler, who's literally caused drama everywhere he's gone. Kemba, you, you're not getting anywhere with Kemba. Um, and then the last one was Boogie. Boogie's interesting. You know, he's still not 100% boogie since coming back from the injury. And a lot of that is maybe they're not asking him to be exactly who he was because they don't need him to be in Golden State. I, I'd say he's the best chance. And I kind of think if he never got injured when he was with New Orleans, he would be on this team right now. Because it seemed like LeBron was the number one guy. You know, the three big guys to switch teams or to be free agents last year was going to be LeBron, Paul George, and Cousins. Well, Paul George decided to stay in OKC. LeBron went to the Lakers. And then because of the injury, everybody was kind of scared to throw the big money at Cousins. Yeah, and that's why he took the one year to, you know, be like, yo, I can still play. Yeah, I think, yeah. And now maybe, you know, so far it's been so good with him, can come off a championship and join the Lakers next offseason. He would be my, he would be the odds on favorite for me if if we had to like power rank who's the guy that we could get. Who? Chris Middleton. Oh my God! Is that really calling that a favorite? Get. Yep, four years, one hundred forty million. So, four years, one hundred forty million. Yep. How much is that a year? I'm not trying to do on the spot math or anything. <laughs> it's like no, that's not going to uh, happen. That's a max deal. Yeah. They're going to give Chris a Middleton, max to Chris Middleton. One hundred percent. Chris Stop. Middleton will get a max deal this year. Maybe by the Bucks because they'll just go over the cap to keep their own guys. Chris Middleton, nineteen five and four, he will get a max deal. He was an All Star this year. He will get a max deal. I don't see the so Lakers that's, getting him. So that's where we're at here. And there's probably twenty more people on this list I found that don't make a difference enough to even mention. Yeah, I mean. I don't think that's getting... the thing. It's all these players that it's not small players that they're trying to add. We're trying to figure out who the Lakers are going to add to pair with LeBron or to pair with LeBron and somebody to where they're going to win a championship. I'm not talking about Malcolm Brogdon or, yeah. you know, JJ Redick to sign with the Lakers. Yeah. And if you had Kyrie, great. Then you're a contender. You get Durant. But like, if you go through each one, like 
you, I just don't see how it happens. Durant, no way. Durant, if he's going to leave the Warriors, he's not going somewhere to be someone's sidekick. Kyrie's already left LeBron. So I, I like, yeah, we talked about how, yeah, he apologized. It doesn't mean he regrets leaving Cleveland. And yeah, then, all those top guys, like you keep saying, when, when you think about it, the Lakers are probably like third where you're like, okay, then he might go there. Yeah, so let me do Just the other two. Davis, Davis has no control over his situation because he's under contract with the Pelicans and they didn't trade him to him at the deadline or trade them to the Lakers at the deadline. And then the last one is uh, Kawhi, which everyone's been saying Clippers. It seems like even though he wants to go to L.A., the Clippers want to be the the Clippers are the team he wants to be on. That's what everyone's been saying. Yeah, and I guess I think he's the uh, most likely of the four. Yeah, to that's be honest what I was about to say. Yeah, which because he just because no one knows, you know, you feel like you know what Kyrie or what Kyrie's thinking at least, what Durant's thinking, what, what these guys thinking. are thinking. You have no idea what Kawhi Leonard is going to do. He doesn't say a word. I wish uh... Kawhi Leonard could retire next year, and I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah, that's a... <laughs> it's just like I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm going to get good. into. I'm gonna get into art now. Yeah, I'm really into painting. He's gonna go be Bob Ross, Bob Ross 2.0. You know who that guy is? I don't know who that is. He did like he's, he just like gets really high and does like Netflix painting shows. It's absurd. Oh. Anyway, Bob Ross. All right, that's that's who Kawhi Leonard's gonna be. Yeah, that I, he's like the guy who has the best chance to join LeBron, but I still don't see it. I. I I don't know. Just everyone's been saying Clippers. It seems like somebody knows something, and he could always re-sign in Toronto. Yeah, that's the other thing. That's where I said the Lakers are like the third on everybody. It's yeah. just, it just doesn't make sense. I don't know. Yeah. So if he doesn't get that other star to come there, he's not winning another title. And to be honest, that ship for him to win the titles really sailed when Durant signed with the Warriors because, you know, he was in the prime of his career, LeBron. He was in his early 30s, just came off a championship, beating that 73-9 and team. And, you know, he probably would have won the title in 15 if Kyrie didn't get hurt in game one of the finals. Yeah. So then he could have the four titles and he would, uh, you know, have a chance to match Jordan. But then Durant went to the Warriors and that kind of went down the went down the tubes. It's you know, it sucks, honestly. Yeah. And the last thing we, I got to say about this Anthony Davis, Lakers whole thing is yeah. I think we touched on this last week, too. It's just like gun to my head if I had to pick where he was going to end up, Anthony Davis, just shoot me. Because the big three or four players that we keep talking about all seem to, like, coexist. It's like a whole big web where, like, are the Celtics going to unload all their young guys to get Anthony Davis if Kyrie isn't 100% staying? And then Kyrie's not going to pull for the Knicks if, unless Durant or somebody else goes with him. And right. Right, right. Kawhi's so, going to do what Kawhi wants to do. Yeah, there's so, a scenario. I mean, it really seems like Durant is the domino. Well, I think Kyrie might be the domino because what this if he is goes— the problem. Nobody knows. That's what I'm trying to say. Right, because— like, you know, Boston could beat any offer L.A. wants, but Boston's not going to trade all their young guys for Davis if they're not pairing him with Kyrie. So, what, you're just going to have Davis exactly. on that one year and then have him walk? Yeah, you're right. They're all kind of interconnected. And then if the Knicks got 
Davis and Kyrie, maybe they just like, hey, we don't need, or I mean, Kyrie and Durant, they're like, oh, we don't need to trade. And that depends on what they get from their pick and if they want to trade exactly. that for Davis. So it's there's just a lot so of- much stuff that need to happen. And we're just trying to predict it so far in advance that, yeah. like, but, it's hard. You know, it sucks because we're talking about this stuff because it's hard to kind of come up with interesting stuff to talk about in regards to the actual season because. We already know how it's going to end with the Warriors holding that trophy in June. Yep. DeMarcus Cousins getting himself a ring. Yeah. Good for him, right? Hey, we were big boogie guys for a while. Yeah, that was like 2013, I think, when he was first getting... uh, That's when Jalen loved him. Yeah, that's when everybody... When no one knew about him and he was just screaming at people over in Sacramento, getting technical fouls nonstop. (laughs) Remember when he had that video of... Where he uh, went and like yelled at the Warriors fans when he was on the Kings. Oh yeah, I think he was on the Kings. Then. I don't know if it was the Kings or Pelicans. It was. He also had that video. They came back and won. Uh, he scored like sixty, and he just kept screaming, "Everybody gonna know what's going on out here!" He, like seven it, times. That's right. I forgot about that game. Yeah, he was. He's, awesome. oh, he's good. He's he's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, good player. Um, what's the next thing we have on the list? Uh, you wanted to revisit the Kawhi trade. Oh, I did want to do this. So, you know, when trades happen, we talk about them in the moment. And then we kind of like don't talk about them until like years after, like we do with the Boston Brooklyn trade when Boston clearly won that one. So I want to do like the quick little, I don't know, has it been six months or seven? It's been like seven months, right? I was going to say eight. So yeah, probably seven. So, whatever, uh, since the Spurs traded Kawhi to the Raptors. Uh, and I was thinking about this because I watched the uh, Spurs-Raptors game on Friday when, you know, Kawhi was guarding DeRozan, or not guarding him. DeRozan was just dribbling down the court, and Kawhi took it from him and dunked it to get the lead. And, and the Raptors were up one at that point. And a couple plays before that, Kawhi was ISO on DeRozan and scored on him. And... That game, like those two plays, was just so indicative of how much better off the Raptors are with Kawhi. And I tweeted this. I was like, why are these fans cheering so hard for DeRozan? Are they aware they lost to the same player or same team, the Cavs and LeBron, three years in a row with DeRozan as their star? And do they not know that they got a better player in return? The same thing happened with the Celtics, who had Isaiah, who was this beloved guy, and they traded him for Kyrie. They got the better player, and, you know, Isaiah and DeRozan, they both made the conference finals with Boston and Toronto. But they never won the title, and I guess in Boston, nobody was really—I mean, people liked Isaiah, don't get me wrong. The fans really did uh, embrace him, but, you know, they didn't—nobody was, like, that sad when he was gone, because I guess in Boston— you know, you celebrate championships. Maybe Toronto doesn't have that same expectation. He was like their first guy who wanted to be there after Tracy McGrady had left, Vince Carter had left, Chris Bosh had left. I just monologued for like 10 seconds, so feel free to come <laughs> in. No, that's what I was going to say. Um, the thing about it is it all comes back to like fandom too. It's like DeRozan, when, like you said, he wanted to be there, this, that, and the other. But it all, Kawhi... He's just, like you said, he's just better than DeRozan. Not and, even close, really. No, not not close at all. Um, and what they, what you said, like he kept getting beat by LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. 
Kawhi Leonard's beaten LeBron James before, and I know it doesn't matter now because LeBron's gone, but it obviously comes back to the fact that they were so invested in DeRozan and they love DeRozan, they just get a new guy, so whenever he comes back, they're obviously going to love him again. But fans don't see the bigger picture in the end most of the time. What and, the Boston fans do. Well, it's more about championships up there. Well, yeah, they, I think, you know, we're just smarter fans. Well, yeah. Well, look, I mean, we're about to we're about to shit on the Celtics in a little bit, so I had to get that in there. <laughs> but yeah, um, to be quite honest, I mean, I wouldn't say both sides benefited from that trade, obviously, because the the Raptors lost. I mean, the Spurs lost Kawhi, but the Spurs were battling Kawhi Leonard. Popovich was battling Kawhi Leonard, so they trade away him to get a lesser version of him. It's not all that bad. Yeah. So the re- well, the reason. Well, I think it is that bad because you just got, you know, DeRozan who helps you win now, but you're still not winning a title. DeRozan and Aldridge, that team's not getting you over any hump. It was just but a Pop way for knew Pop. That they weren't. Yeah, it was just a way for Pop to contend somewhat for his last couple of years. He didn't want to be part. I mean, he's old. Wait, he's going to be part of a rebuilding project? Give me a break. Yeah, and I think Pop knew that even with Kawhi, like they still had Kawhi, they, they weren't beating the Warriors ever. Yeah. Well, they came, so, I mean, you know, we'll talk about this for a while, or maybe not, but it all goes back to that Western Conference Finals 2017. The Spurs were up a bunch against the Warriors, and then Zaza takes out Kawhi. Yep, and then the and, downfall. And then, they get, and then they get swept, but who knows what could have happened, you know? Yep. Nobody, nobody will ever know, but it, that was the downfall of Kawhi. But even if the Raptors... You know, let's say they lose. And I wrote about, like, what's at stake for these Eastern Conference teams. And, like, if they lose early, could their off-seasons be in peril and stuff like that? Uh, let's say the Raptors lose in round two, okay? And which is very possible. They, You know, the Raptors have always kind of struggled in the playoffs. And let's say Kawhi Leonard leaves, goes to the Clippers, goes to the Lakers. We kind of talked about that earlier. Um, I'd still say they won that trade. Because having Kawhi on this team instead of DeRozan has given them the best chance at winning a title in their entire, I want to say entire franchise history, honestly. Um, yeah, probably. So even if you don't get it, okay, that was this was your best chance. And, you know, things can happen. A bad call here, a bad call there, a little injury there, an injury there, whatever, bad matchup. I don't know, lucky shot. Stuff happens and you don't get there. But Yeah, you it, miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Yeah, it's uh, it's like the critically they could become one of the critically acclaimed teams. You know, the ones that don't win the title, but we always talk about them. Remember them? They were good. Like the Phoenix Suns are like the number one version of that. Or how about your twenty thirteen New York Knicks? I was gonna. I thought you were throwing out the New York Rangers. That would have been a, just a mean move there. But, yeah, but um, yeah, yeah. talks about that Knicks team. Remember Jr. won Sixth Man of the Year. Remember they made all those threes. Jason did. Yeah, remember Novak dunking. Novak. Oh my God! Oh, Who else what, a, what, a cheat, what a cheat code in two K. Uh, yeah, Raymond Felton, the whole the whole squad. Yeah, uh, yeah, that I guess that is true. They there's always that team that just everyone's always like, oh man, they were good. Oh man, they were good. But they were they really that good? Well, they never. Yeah, they never. And they never won the title. Yeah, exactly. It's like the yeah. So. I think the Raptors, no matter what happens in the playoffs, they 100% won that trade. And I do it again 10 times out of 10 because 
gives them the best chance to win the title this year. And whatever happens in the offseason, at least you know you went all in this year. I agree. You weren't going to win anything with that DeRozan-Lowry core. No. Yeah. You think Lowry's going to recruit DeRozan this— or not DeRozan, recruit Kawhi to stay this offseason? I think he doesn't care at all, which is like, dude, I get it. They traded your buddy Kawhi— or they traded your buddy DeRozan, but you know you're, you got a better player now. You got a better chance to win. I mean, he's not dead, you know? You guys are do you still think friends. He, you can do still think DeRozan— him. or I mean, do you think Lowry— like truly thinks Kawhi is better than DeRozan. I don't think he cares. I don't think he thinks he's better than him. Yeah, he might not think that. I'm dead serious. I don't think he does. That's why when he they loves talking, DeRozan. When they were talking about trading Lowry to the Grizzlies for Mike Conley, I was like, do it. And that's not because I think Mike Conley's much better than Lowry. It's funny actually, because you know. Uh, Lowry used to be on the Grizzlies and the Grizzlies ended up taking, uh, choosing Conley essentially over Lowry. This was before they were, Lowry was an all-star or anything, but it's not like, I think Conley's like so much better than him or anything. I think they're pretty much the same level of players. Just get rid of Lowry because he is, it just doesn't seem like he's happy or wants to be there. Just improve the overall chemistry of the team. But that might be hard to like implement a player like Conley mid season. When you're giving yeah, up that, exactly. They they wouldn't want to. It, it would seem like a. It would just seem like a weird move for them. Yeah, which, I also don't I, know why the Grizzlies would do it, but no. Which and I would have done it like you said if I was the Raptors, but beside yeah. the point. Yeah. So, all right, we're talking about that East team, Toronto. Should we talk about the other East team that I happen to? Uh, I do have. A, I do have a question of? for you. About yeah. Your, ask the your question. beloved Celtics. And I'm not I'm not asking this like everybody else is asking it, the Kyrie question. That means. Oh, he he's a he's a great interview. I don't know if you if you knew that. Oh, terrific. But I'm not asking that this question like that. Is he really the problem with the Celtics? Meaning, look, Kyrie Irving on that roster on paper makes them a better team, right? Right. Like, right. Right. No matter what. But when he plays, something's not right. Correct. They just aren't. It's not like, right, even if he doesn't play. So it's the team then. So like it's it's not Kyrie. Clearly, there's just like a there's just like a funk with this team, and I don't know what is going to fix it. I don't think there can be anything done that's going to fix it this season. Like I watched that they lost to the Bulls last night. Levine had forty. I watched that game. Yeah, Levine my had, boy. Yeah, your, your guy. And, you know, Stevens just sticks with these same rotations over and over. And there's, like, no creativity going on. And I'm like, I mean, it's not going well. You got to improvise here. And, you know, with the Kyrie thing, it's – he keeps talking about leadership, 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 and what it takes to win and all that. I'm like, all right, man, let's let's cool down a little here because – you're not this all-time great leader. You're throwing your young dudes under the bus. Like, all right, so this is my podcast. I'm the host, right? Yeah. What if I, like, just started tweeting, you know who really needs to watch more basketball to, like, get his head out of his ass so he can do a good podcast? <laughs> it's that Moscow, you know? Like, what if I did that? Like, is that going to make you feel good? <laughs> no, but, I mean, I might watch more basketball. You might, it might help. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there's there's... Things that you say, and I'm not saying everything has to be 
you know, the most pleasant. Like, you know, we live in this world where people get participation trophies and stuff like that. You don't have to, like, not voice complaints. You, you, can, you can get in Tatum's face. You can go get in Jalen Brown's face in the locker room. But to go to the media and constantly talk about, oh, they don't know what it takes to win, you know, it's like, all right, how's that helping anybody? And then what have you done to win, Kyrie? Like, great, you have your championship. Would you have gotten that if it wasn't for LeBron? No. So stop acting like you led that team to a title. And the thing is with with that is, like, when you go out and you you voice that complaint to the media, and his his thing is, like, they keep asking me, and I'm just going to keep answering differently now. Is that That's what it seems like, you know? He just right. keeps feeding yeah, yeah, into yeah. this. Why not just answer the same way each time? Or why not not answer at all? Why not just do the Bill Belichick? No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just be like, oh, I don't know. I'll talk about it later. And then next question. Look, who's why the greatest, not just do that every time? the greatest quarterback of all time? Tom Brady. Who gives the most boring interview of all time? <laughs> Tom Brady. It's a very boring yeah. interview. He's not going to tell you anything. It's always, yeah, we just want to go out and make the right plays. And hopefully we get a win. And I just want to be a good teammate. That sort of stuff. He doesn't come out there and say, you know, some of the players on offense aren't, uh, aren't, uh, just don't know what it takes to win. How is that like good leadership? And it's funny that he keeps always, you know, preaching this leadership thing. And then he does that stuff, which it just, it seems like he doesn't under, he doesn't get it, but he thinks he gets it because he played with the Braun and he won a title. Won a title. So right. it's like a hard, you know, it's like he's he's stuck between a rock and a hard place here, honestly. I've had it. If he left this summer and joined your Knicks, have fun. You can take him. I'll have so much fun. <laughs> you say that. <laughs> you say, Kyrie has been like, he's kind of like the honeymoon. You know, that first year we had him, it was great. Even though Hayward was injured that year, it was great because Kyrie was fun to watch and then he got hurt and it was like oh i miss Kyrie, but we go on this great postseason run and almost made the finals last year and then we're like oh we're getting Kyrie and hayward back we're gonna be great and then this year's just been like oh my god it's been horrible it's just so up and down like so we have lost the first two games since back from the all-star break to milwaukee and chicago both on the road but we have toronto this tuesday if we lost to Toronto, I wouldn't be sh- or I mean if we beat Toronto, I wouldn't be shocked one bit. This team is just so up and down. I I'd be shocked if this team made the NBA finals though. Uh, so would I. I just, they're, they're way too inconsistent game by game. I'd be shocked, but at the same time I wouldn't be that shocked because I don't know who who would be the team to come out like Milwaukee. They've never really been tested in the playoffs. They've just been in the first round a bunch and Giannis doesn't really have a number 2. Um I don't know. I really don't know what the uh, correct answer is for that. But that's not a question we're going to be talking about. It's just Kyrie's such a headache. Like Al Horford. All I know out, is. Is he calling out the young players? No. Yeah. But but I, all I know is if Kyrie comes to the Knicks, he could come out and shit down Knicks fans' throats, and I wouldn't care. He could he could play for the team. Great. And I'd still root for him. When he's calling out uh... – young Kevin Knox and saying how he doesn't have what it takes to win and destroy his confidence. Trade him. Trade him. <laughs> Trade <laughs> Knox. Yeah. Just let uh, Kyrie run the team. If he left, I, I've got like, I've gotten to that point. If he left, I really wouldn't be that mad. I mean, people forget he thinks the world is flat. So does he really think that? I mean, there's no way he really thinks that I started. I you know, 
You know, I uh, I was looking at the Bruins record uh, last night, and I was like, is it time for me to start getting into hockey now? I think it is. They're, you know, they got, <laughs> the third, they got the third most points in the NHL. They've won like 12, 13 games. You should yeah, have I mean, gone a little while ago. Tampa is, um, they're going to win it all, aren't they? I mean, we say that the past three years, then they always shit it away, so we'll see. They had the cup final that one year and lost to Chicago. Yeah, well, yeah, Maybe. we'll see. They got a bunch of Rangers on their team, so they they know all about making it far and then not winning. All right. Well, that was more than enough hockey talk than I ever <laughs> to do on this podcast. Um, so I had a final question. I don't know if you had any more, but mine. We can do mine like kind of quick. Uh, I kind of think De'Aaron Fox is the best player from that 2017 draft. And now hey, we're. You said that to me. And I just Googled the draft class just to get, like, the full, you know, thing. Because yeah. I'm not like you. I don't remember the first 40 picks from that draft. Uh, um, the top 15, but. There's not much, like, competition to, to you know, go, go against, against that, that claim. It, it's Donovan Mitchell and Tatum. Not Tatum. And... Stop. No. No, I, I'm just giving you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, and probably, like, John Collins. Right. Like, those so, are the only ones. I would say I, it'd probably be Mitchell, actually, the more I think about it. I think him and Fox are neck and neck, honestly. Yeah, probably. Because earlier in the year, I would have said Fox, and that's kind of because the Jazz were struggling, and we didn't really understand why, and Mitchell himself was struggling. But he, he's been really good the last couple months now, and he was going toe-to-toe with the Thunder in that game on Friday. He had like 30-something points. I know being a double overtime game helps his stats, obviously, but he was still scoring at a really high rate that game. Yeah, so, but, okay, so if you flipped Donovan Mitchell and De'Aaron Fox, like, team-wise, would they still be in the same spot? Who? Utah? Yeah. And Sacramento. I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I just like Fox. I think he's... He's he's yeah, got a really so likable. I would pick Donovan person. Mitchell over him still, but yeah, I guess I would take Mitchell, but I do like Fox, and I think there's a chance he becomes the best player from the draft. I say he's number two right now. He with the ball, like when he gets the ball and goes to the rack from you know getting a rebound or something, he looks quicker than Russell Westbrook ever did. It's insane. Is he the new? I mean, who's the fastest guys in the NBA with the ball? It's like him, Westbrook, and John Wall. Now I doubt yeah, John Wall will ever be that fast again. Well, yeah. Rest in peace, John Wall. Um, Still. Yeah. I, maybe. Maybe. Um, but yeah, he's Derek so Rose was like that the ball. Too. It's crazy. Derek yeah, Rose he was. was. Hmm. So but yeah, he's so he's probably two. Okay. I'd still okay. give it to Mitchell. Yeah, you talked me out of Fox at two, at one. Yeah, I looked through them all though. Fultz, Ball. Tatum, Josh Jackson, Darren Fox, Isaac Markinen, Nick, uh, French Frank, DSJ, Zach Collins, Monk, Kennard, Justin Jackson. Jeez. Smith Not and uh, French Frank. Your back boys. Back to back. Back which to back picks. Which one do you like more? Dennis Smith. Oh. Wow. Just threw Frank. That's who I the wanted in this, pit, in this draft. Well, now you can maybe he becomes a franchise star, and you could trade him for cap space in a couple of years. <sighs> that was mean. Uh, well, you know. 
Um, anything else you wanted to kind of touch up on? Mm, no, I think that's it. Uh, you don't want yeah. to talk about the New York Knicks? James Dolan selling the team? That's not going to happen. Why? I would bet any amount of money he never sells that team. Because he's James Dolan. Like, he clearly just like doesn't care about the team, though. But he loves having them and not caring about them. Do you think he loves having them? Or he just loves, I don't know, owning Madison Square Garden? That, no, that's what I'm saying. That's, he just loves being that guy. But he just doesn't care. Does he care more about Madison Square Garden or the New York Knicks? The actual garden itself. Yeah. Um, yeah. By far. It's funny because, you know, he obviously doesn't care about the Rangers either. But I think he cares less about the – like, do you think he knows he owns the Rangers? Yeah, but when the Rangers got their GM, their GM said that he would only come if he never had to deal with Dolan. But, like, do you think he knows he owns the Rangers? Like, I think he forgets that sometimes. <laughs> he probably doesn't know he owns either of the teams. No, he knows he owns the Knicks because he's – it's uh, – they're a disaster. They're, who's your GM? Steve Mills? I don't, I don't want to talk about it. Why do we got to talk about the Knicks? Can What's we talk the other about guys? Scott like Layden? Months? You really got to do this to me. Is this because the Celtics suck? They don't suck. That's they're why just not very this? good. <laughs> They don't suck. They're just not good. <laughs> so that is why you're doing this. So I get it. Yeah. All right. I like this format, kind of. Yeah, it's not bad. Maybe we should do, uh, we should do like, fan questions. And by fan, yeah. I mean, like, text our friends and ask them. <laughs> and by fan, I mean, like, the three people I know are listening, plus the ten friends I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe we'll do that. Instead of, like, yeah. me coming up with the topics. But, like, yeah, if you're going to ask a question, I hate when people just say, who do you think's going to win MVP? Well, like, I don't know. You can go listen to, like, 12 different freaking shows and they'll talk about that. I'm trying to, like, ask stuff that's a little bit different. I mean, yeah, ultimately, it up. Yeah, ultimately, I guess we all come back to talking about the same thing. But I don't know. If we're going to do that, they got to ask. They got to ask questions that, like, aren't or- original. Yeah, so the people that do listen... Oh, no, 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 that aren't unoriginal. Yeah, yeah so yeah, to yeah. the people that do listen, if you have questions, doing whatever, let us know. You know where to find us on Twitter. Did you ever give out your Twitter name on here? Uh, it's just my first and last name, at Aria Atari, A-R-Y-A-A-T-T-A-R-I. You know, I got the new handle there. I got rid of all the numbers. Really? I, I, when you said that, I was like, what are you talking about? That's not your Twitter name. But yeah, yeah, I got rid of the numbers. Finally. Finally. Yeah. Oh I, yeah, uh, we'll text our friends, the very few that we have, and um, yeah, mix it up next time maybe. All right, that's it. Uh, thank you for listening, if you did, and we'll be back next week. Bye. Peace.